Good morning. Our scripture today comes from the fifth chapter of Matthew. It is found on page 786 in your pew Bible. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under the bushel basket, but on the lamp stand, and it gives the light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Miss Marlene. So this is the final week of our Storytime series. During this series, I've invited all of the children who would like to join me up on stage to join me up on stage for a story and, and a reflection together. So if you are a young person who would like to come and join me on stage, this is the time. Come on up here, my friends. kind of far away. Come to me. Come. Come. All right. So two weeks ago, we started learning this song, This is the Light of My Mind. Now, some of you already know the song. The first verse is This is the Light of Mine. I'm going to let it shine. Second verse. Anybody remember what it was last week? What? When I'm with my friends, I'm going to let it shine. The third verse that we're going to sing today is everywhere I go, I'm going to let it shine. So we're actually going to put them all three together. We're just going to sing through them, okay? And if if the old people around, if you guys want to help, you're welcome to as well. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine. I'm gonna let it shine This little light of mine I'm gonna let it shine Let it shine Let it shine Let it shine When I'm with my friends I'm gonna let it shine When I'm with my friends I'm gonna let it shine When I'm with my friends, I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Everywhere I go, I'm gonna let it shine. Everywhere I go, I'm gonna let it shine. Everywhere I go, I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. You guys did an amazing job. Give yourselves a hand. So I was strategic in selecting that song because I knew that we were going to spend today, we're going to end this series talking about letting the light of God's love shine in our lives. So, I wanted to read you one of my very favorite books in the whole wide world. It's called 
love you forever. And this book was written by Robert Munch. It was illustrated by Sheila McGraw. And here is how it goes. A mother held her new baby and very slowly rocked him back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And while she rocked him, she sang him a song. I'll love you forever. I'll like you for always. As long as I'm living, my baby, you'll be. The baby grew. He grew and grew and grew. He grew until he was two years old and he ran all around, he ran all around the house. He pulled all the books off the shelves. He pulled all the food out of the refrigerator. And he took his mother's watch and flushed it down the toilet. Sometimes his mother would say, this kid is driving me crazy. I know none of your parents would ever say that about you. But at night, when that two-year-old was quiet, the mother would open the door. She crawled across the floor, would look up over the side of his bed, and if he was really asleep, she picked him up and she rocked him. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And while she rocked him, she sang, I'll love you forever. I'll like you for always. As long as I'm living, my baby you'll be. The little boy grew. He grew and he grew and he grew. He grew until he was nine years old. And he never wanted to come home for dinner. He never wanted to take a bath. And when grandma visited, he would say bad words. Sometimes... His mother wanted to sell him to the zoo. But at night, when he was asleep, his mother would open the door to his room, crawl across the floor, look up over the side of the bed, and if he was really asleep, she picked that nine-year-old boy up and she rocked him. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And while she rocked him, she sang him a song. I'll love you forever. I'll like you for always. As long as I'm living, my baby you'll be. The boy grew. He grew and grew and grew. He grew until he was a teenager. He had strange friends. And he wore strange clothes and... He listened to strange music, and sometimes his mother felt that she was living at the zoo. But at nighttime, when that teenager was asleep, his mother opened the door. She crawled across the floor, peeked over his bed, and if he was really asleep, she would put that teenager in her arms, and she would rock him. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And while she rocked him, she sang, I'll love you forever. I'll like you for always. As long as I'm living, my baby will be well. That teenager grew. He grew and he grew and he grew. He grew until he was a grown-up man. He left home and he got a house across town. 
And sometimes, on dark nights, the mother got into her car and drove across town. And if all the lights in her son's house were out, she opened a window and crawled through it. She peeked up over his bed. And if he was really asleep, she picked up that grown man and she rocked him back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And all the time she sang, I'll love you forever. I'll like you for always. As long as I'm living, my baby you'll be. Well, that mother got older. She got older and older and older. And one day she called her son and she said, you better come see me. I'm very old and very sick. So her son came to see her. And when he came in the door, she tried to sing to him. I'll love you forever. I'll like you for always. But she couldn't finish. She was too sick. So the son went up to his mother. He picked her up. And he rocked her. Back and forth. Back and forth. Back and forth. And as he rocked her, he sang this song. I'll love you forever. I'll like you for always. As long as I'm living, my mommy, you'll be. When the son came home that night, he stood at the top of his stairs for a long time. Then he went into the room where his own brand new baby girl was sleeping. And he picked her up. Very slowly rocked her back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And while he rocked her, he sang, I'll love you forever. I'll like you for always. As long as I'm living, my baby, you'll be the end. What do you think? Do you like my book? Like three of you. Thank you for liking my book. That's that's cool. I like this book for two reasons, okay? The first reason that I like that book is because the way that the mother loved her little boy is kind of like the way that God loves us, right? It doesn't matter how giant we are or how itty-bitty we are, we still get held in the hands of God, which is is kind of amazing, especially when you're really big. People don't rock me back and forth very much anymore, but it's really cool for me to know that I'm in the arms of God. That's one of the cool things about the story. Here's the second cool thing about the story, okay? The second cool thing about the story is this. The mother loved the boy, but the love didn't end between the mother and the boy. Did you notice that not only did the boy love the mother back, but then the boy went out and he started to love others? One of the really cool things about this story is that it teaches us a lesson that when we love other people, the love won't stop with them. The love will grow. The cool thing about God's love is that God's love wants to grow. God's love wants to grow. And you know, there are a lot of ways that we can shine the light of God's love in our lives. Because we've been loved so much. We're loved by God. We're loved by our family, our friends. 
We are loved so much. So we need to share that love with other people. And we can do it in a couple ways. One of the ways we can do it, we can share the love of God by helping do the chores at home. You're welcome. <laughs> Another way that we can love God. We can, we can love God by inviting a new friend to play a game with us. But there is another really cool way that we can love. We can share the light of God's love with the world. And that is by praying with and praying for other people. And so I wanted us to practice this. You see, my friend, Pastor Monica, is now here at Ebenezer Church. And I'm so excited that she's here. And a few minutes ago, all the old people prayed for her. But I thought it'd be really cool if just us young people prayed for her up here. What do you think? Would you guys be willing to help me do that? Yeah? Okay. Pastor Monica, would you come up here one more time and join me? All right. But you can't do this sitting down. You got to stand up and come a little closer, okay? Stand up. Come here. And have a seat, Miss Pastor Monica. Hang on, buddy, okay? Go ahead and have a seat, Pastor Monica. All right, guys, so come on over. And here's what I want you to do. I want to invite you to, to put your hand on Pastor Monica's hand or her shoulder or something like that. Come on, you've got to get closer to do this. Come on, come on. And if you can't reach Pastor Monica, just put your hand on the, the shoulder of somebody in front of you, okay? And let's pray for her together, all right? Dear Jesus, thank you for Pastor Monica. And for her family. Help us, help her to be a great leader. And help us to love her. Just as she loves us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Alright, don't go anywhere. Stay right there. Listen, I don't want you guys to miss what just happened. Okay? You have been loved by God. You have been loved by God and by the people around you. What you just did is you let the light of God's love shine through you because what I can promise you is that that felt pretty amazing for Pastor Monica to have all the kids at Ebenezer praying for her. Don't you feel like that would be pretty amazing? You just let the light of God's love shine. God has loved you. Your families have loved you. Love lives in you. So, let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. All right, you guys can go back, have a seat, but not before you give one of us a high five. I love your new watch, Hank. Yes, I do. <laughs> awesome job. Okay, let's get something straight. The driving across town and crawling through his window. <laughs> Little creepy, right? <laughs> Little creepy. But, but the point of the story <laughs> is this. The point of the story is that once love is unleashed, it starts to grow. 
And we are people who have been loved desperately. So the question before us today is, how do we let the light of God's love shine out from our lives and begin to grow across our communities and our world? And I want to start this conversation by telling you a different story. The story was about a a man who uh, ran a lighthouse. You know, pastors like to tell stories about lighthouses, so here's mine. There's a man who ran a lighthouse, and it was his job to maintain the lighthouse and make sure it was operational. And every single night, the guy would walk up to the top of the lighthouse, he'd make sure things were going well. He actually spent most of the night up and awake to ensure the lighthouse was was functioning properly. Well, one day the man wasn't feeling well. And he knew that he needed a night off, so he called a friend, and he asked him to come and take his place at the lighthouse that night. And the friend happily agreed. So the the man showed his friend around and told him how everything worked at the lighthouse, and then the man went home to go to sleep and get some rest. Well, his friend spent the night there at the lighthouse, and something interesting happened in the middle of the night. In the middle of the night, a storm came up, and it was a fierce storm, wind, rain, but especially big pieces of hail were coming down. And the friend started to worry that maybe the lens, the expensive, expensive lens on the lighthouse would become damaged. So he went up to the top of the lighthouse, and he took a canvas piece of a large piece of canvas and he, he he covered the light to try and preserve it you can imagine what happened next all the ships who were caught in the storm started to run aground how ridiculous to have a light and cover it up when the people around us are desperate jesus said it this way he said You don't light a lamp and then put it under a basket. My brothers and sisters, my fear in my own life and maybe for all of us is that we hide our light far more than we realize. I want to share a scripture passage with you today. It's Romans chapter 5, verse 8. And I want to ask you to do something that I don't, I don't know that I've done since I've been here. But I, I want to ask you whether it's on your cell phone or on a piece of paper somewhere. Write that verse down. Romans 5, colon 8. Romans chapter 5, verse 8. Take a moment, just write down Romans 5, 8. And then what I want to invite you to do is, is after today, I want to invite you to go and memorize this passage of scripture. It's not very long, but it's incredibly important. Romans chapter 5, verse 8. Here's what it says. God proves God's love for us. God proves God's love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Let's just dissect that for a moment. God proves God's remarkable love for us. How? Because God did not demonstrate the awe-inspiring love that is in God through the cross. God didn't share that amazing act of love with us when we had our lives put together. When we smelled nice and looked good. It was actually precisely the opposite. When we were at our worst, when we were most selfish and self-interested, while we were still inhabiting the darkness When there was very little on the surface that was redeemable to us, that is when God doubled down on God's love for the world. God proves God's love in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And here's what I think is the 
logical succession to that reality. If it is true that God loved us when we were at our worst, don't you think it's true that God expects us to go and love others even if they happen to be in times of darkness? Do you believe that's true? If God loved us while we were still in the midst of our sin, I think it stands to reason God expects us to go and love others even when they're not all put together either. But the question is this. How? How do we let the light of God's love shine in our lives? And I want to offer two practical pieces of advice, two steps that we can inhabit starting today to let the light of God's love shine forth from our lives. And here's the first one. Now, you've got to get ready for this one because this is a deep piece of theology. Ready? You don't feel like you're ready. You ready? The first step to letting the light of God's love shine in our lives. Don't be a pout-pout fish. (laughs) You remember this book? We read it two weeks ago as part of the series, Deep in the Water Where the Fish Hang Out, Lives a Glum, Gloomy Swimmer with an Ever-Present Pout. I'm a pout-pout fish. With a pout-pout face. So I spread the dreary wearies all over the place. His friends didn't even want to hang out with him. He was so pouty. And then all of a sudden, somebody comes along and perpetrates this uncommon act of love. And he realizes that his life was meant for something more. I think the first lesson that we need to learn in terms of sharing the light of God's love with other people, the first lesson we need to learn is to be very careful Not to cover up somebody else's light. Don't extinguish somebody else's light. One of the ways that we can let God's love shine is by making sure we don't put a basket over somebody else's lamp. Uh, When Andy and I were first assigned here to Ebenezer almost two and a half years ago now, we came up to the region, to this area, to look for a house. And... um, it was an amazing weekend. We found a house. She got a job. It was fantastic. So we were at Chick-fil-A here at Garrison, on Garrisonville Road. And have you ever noticed that that place is always busy? Like it's for, it's always busy. Pastor Monica, you're finding out. It's always busy. I'm telling you the truth here. So we're standing in line as one does at the Chick-fil-A here in Stafford. And I looked down. There's a boy, a little boy and his dad standing right in front of me. And I looked at the little boy. I said, do you like playing on that playground over there? And the dad looked at me and said, don't talk to my son. And I thought, that's why they call it Northern Virginia. (laughs) We live among the Yankees now. I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. I don't know about you, but I feel like sometimes our entire society has gotten kind of pouty. Do you ever feel that way? I do. And can I tell you one further truth? Sometimes, sometimes I'm pouty too. And when I'm pouty, and someone else has the audacity to try and bring love and light into my life, there's almost nothing more annoying in this world. Amen? (laughs) The first lesson of letting light shine. Don't be somebody who snuffs out another person's light. But there's a second lesson. 
When we decide to let the light of God's love shine in our lives, we might find ourselves face to face with a gruffalo. Last week we talked about the gruffalo. Novelly knees and turned out toes and a poisonous ward at the end of his nose. He was big and he was scary and he was mean. And if we are going to let the light of God's love shine in our lives, we have to get used to the fact that at some point, sometime, somebody's going to take a shot at us. Love anyway. Why? Because God loved us when we were in the midst of our darkness. God sent someone to love us when we were in the midst of our darkness. Not because we were terribly redemptive at that moment. We cannot expect to go forth and love people who are still struggling with their self-interested nature, with their brokenness and their sin. We cannot expect to go and love people and not from time to time have the effects of their brokenness impact our lives. Sharing our light means we become exposed vulnerable when jesus came to the earth to perpetrate the single greatest act of love in human history we killed him for it why then do we think that taking light in the darkness is going to be easy jesus said in matthew chapter 5 that we are the light of the world and friends sometimes being light can be a burden so much of a burden that maybe we try to hide it But we can't. The stakes are too high. People all around us are suffering in darkness and loneliness and in fear. And there was a time for most of us when God used someone to reach us in the midst of our darkness. If we have been touched by the light of God's love, we cannot hide it. So two questions. First. Is there somewhere that I've been stamping out somebody else's love and light? Maybe it's in person. Maybe it's on social media. Is there somewhere where my negativity has been running amok? And to the glory of God, would I be willing to stop it? And secondly, am I letting my light shine? One way to let our light shine today is the opportunity to participate in our children and family ministries. I hope you'll consider that. My brothers and sisters, one of the truly remarkable things about the light of God's love is that it wants to grow. It wants to radiate beyond us into the darkness. And we have been loved. God proved God's love for us. What are we going to do with it? I hope we're going to let it shine.